Welcome, everybody. Robert, how are you? I'm well, Brother Joel. We are um, we're on round two of this week's podcast. We are. We did we did the best podcast you have ever heard or seen. Well, it's the best podcast you've never heard because oh yeah, that's true. No one's ever going to hear it. Never heard. And we had just well, we, we had we couldn't even hear it. We couldn't even hear it. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties, um, and uh, we're back for round two, which will be even better, or it'll be just a disaster compared to the will. first one. I'm feeling a little lost right now. <laughs> because the first one, we were we were rocking for a while. We had some good stuff. It was the best one ever. So, just so we know, uh, it was the best, it was our best one, yeah. I, th- I think it was. Our, Allison? Our it was, it totally Hands down. Our theme song and, and the first version of this, I Stumped You, was Dharma and Greg. It was. And it totally stumped. It was a such a random show. I know. Like you just pulled out of your hat. I know. So this one, I'm going for a classic. Okay. I'm, I don't think we've played this one. But um, all I'm going to say is... All I'm going to say is drums. NYPD Blue. Is this Knight Rider? I'm really disappointed. <laughs> John Johnson. Oh, this is Miami Vice. I wouldn't have gotten it if you hadn't said it. I never watched Miami Vice. That was on too late for me. I had to go to bed before that came on. What were their names in, in the show? I, I did <laughs> Just said I didn't watch it. I have no idea. Seriously, what, what were their names? <laughs> uh, Crockett. Davy. No. Oh, gosh. Davy Crockett. Mm. You sure? Stubbs. Tubs. Tubs. I don't know. <laughs> Allison, do you know? <laughs> Let's go with Davy Crockett. I watched it a few times. It's it's kind of a classic theme song, though. Do you know who I think did the theme song? Did Glenn Fry from the Eagles do the, do the theme song? I, gotta I find this could out. not care less. I gotta find this out. I'm gonna do a deep dive into this right after. Wow, Dharma and Craig <laughs> and Miami Vice. <laughs> we are scraping the bottom of the barrel today, folks. Well, because somebody oh. forgot his phone, so I had to do I it did. in a pinch. I did. I appreciate. I appreciate you stepping in. So, as you throw me under the bus, let's just let's also Dharma and Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where we are with this with this podcast. Is we need to be going to some obscure stuff. No, right now. not yet. There's yes, no we ones. do. Hey, we uh, hit all the classics. But you know what I know? Remember very well about Miami Vice is the white suit thing with the neon color shirt yeah, yeah. that's why i remember from yeah well and nice. and the pink flamingos at the very beginning remember that part not at all oh gosh they were on a boat right yeah in the theme song i'm sure yeah yeah, yeah. 
So welcome everybody. We're Don't a little you feel so much richer for having been with us these past. We're three a little punchy today. Life is better. To be right? on Sunday, it is Joel and Rob's podcast where we are taking a look at the top five regrets of the dying by Bronnie Ware, a palliative care <clears throat> nurse. That the, that was an extreme transition. We needed to go there. We we have to. You're right. Yeah. But I think. Our first podcast, it was, I don't know. Wait, maybe we, maybe first I'm podcast just... podcast of the series? Or our first you're right. We're feeling so punchy that now it's like to go from being so punchy to... We're going to talk about the regrets of the dying. Yeah, I know. This is going to be... Uh, this is going to be tough. <laughs> but we can do this. We can do it. Because... It's this, important. It is. And this is one that... Um, We've already had some side conversations about this mm -hmm. uh, and how resonates with me a lot and with <clears throat> you have a different angle to kind of look at it. So mm -hmm. this is the third regret mm -hmm. uh, in this series. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Yeah. And so in this chapter, Bronnie is with um, a man in his 90s. Um, Joseph. Uh, Joseph, who, which he doesn't share too much, but um, grew up, he's Jewish. He was actually, grew up around, right in World War II. I think she says he was in a concentration camp. He was a Holocaust survivor, yeah. Um, and he just kind of doesn't, doesn't share too much of that. Um, of what that was like for him. Which so, very well may play into the rest of the chapter. Why he yes. yep. restrains himself. Yep. And he is at the end of his life. He's got weeks to days left. <clears throat> um, and what he articulates is um, this sadness mm -hmm. that um, he uh, never in not expressing his feelings felt that his family his children in particular never had the opportunity to know him mm -hmm. so he connects feelings being honest and open with what's going on inside of you with um, with being able to have close relationships with his family but but that that they knew who he was and I think that's a really important point uh, because, you know, your emotions really <clears throat> help help reveal so much about you. What brings you joy? What brings you peace? What brings you hope? What brings you happiness? What brings you sadness? What brings you anger? What brings you grief? Mm -hmm. um, these are all kind of the uh, the the most intimate parts of of who we are and why we do the thing the things we do yeah so when you when you withhold that you're in a very real way you're kind of withholding um in uh, an intimate means of of relating yeah yep and there's the the <coughs> the challenge of it is to be honest and open mm -hmm. and to share um to be able to express certain emotions, especially the tough ones. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so anger and sadness and fear, those are the, I'd say they're really the tough ones. 
that's challenging. That's challenging for a lot of people. It was for Joseph. I would say it's been challenging for me in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I have struggled to a kind of um, just articulate what I was feeling that I am that I am uh, feeling this emotion and then B the even harder part is to then go and share that and express that to someone else mm. um, so that's been tough for me to do I've had to slowly work at that you though you've had and I've just noticed this in our conversations mm. you are much quicker to kind of name yep i am angry or i am sad but in a very healthy way this is not this is an affirmation um i've sometimes had a hard time to kind of note oh no this is anger i'm feeling okay because i have sometimes equated anger in a very kind of verbal outburst way and not in a um natural way which is uh, anger's we all feel it anger's natural and anger is is healthy when expressed responsibly and faithfully but uh, you noted before that you know we often associate anger <clears throat> with violence yes yes yep I think that's been the challenge for me too is uh, thinking of um anger in a uh, in a loud almost destructive way instead of um, uh, so I told this in the previous podcast that the story of, of uh, a, a mentor of mine Mark who described coming home from a meeting um, a church meeting and um, was had, had the feeling of anger was within him and he could feel it and um, wanting to express it in a healthy way he pulled over to the side of the road and gave himself uh, a minute of silence to let that emotion rise up in him to Mm -hmm. to allow some space to say I am angry and I'm going to feel it and by feeling it release it um, and then composed himself, um, let that just natural energy make its way through his body, mm-hmm. and then got back on the road and drove home. And it was this like, wow, what a fascinating way to think about anger. That um, it can be released also in a very healthy way. Um, mm-hmm. We've also talked a little bit about this, and maybe I think maybe Alice and I were, were talking about this too. <clears throat> of for me too, anger is sometimes the easier emotion. That's definitely me. And underneath it <clears throat> is um, is sadness. Yeah. It's harder to be sad, um, and because sadness kind of invites us into a place of vulnerability <clears throat> which is difficult and can be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and the anger is it's it's just um, 
easier to sometimes embody. It's not nearly as vulnerable. No, I think Allison had said to me it was more, there's a certain kind of power that comes with, with, with anger. There's definitely an energy that comes with it. Yep. I've noticed that it's my, you said fear, anger, and sadness. <clears throat> and I immediately realized, you know, anger, uh, I, I will sublimate sadness into anger. I will sub, sublimate fear into anger quite a bit. Yeah. Well, the fear. Like if I'm af- like if I'm afraid of something, I'll be. And this is not always healthy, but my instinct is often on the attack to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's not a courage or a brave thing. That's that's a. Uh, um, it's why sometimes I think people find you know we've talked about how we both address conflict, mm-hmm. and the way I address conflict is I, I. I don't ever seek it out, but if if there's a hard conversation to have, I want to have it. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to put it off. I want to get it over with. Yeah. You know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and same thing with kind of a threat. Um, not really. It's not a bravado thing. Oh, I'm going to go attack this threat. It's it's a lot easier for me to deal with being angry than it is being afraid. Yeah. Fear is is one of those emotions that I've had to slowly discover because for so long I equated it with, you know, being afraid of a monster or something, mm. and it's um, it's so much bigger than that, you know. Yeah. Being afraid of uh, failure or being afraid mm. of um, mm. of. Uh, mm. <clears throat> Um, much bigger conceptual kind of things yes. than immediate uh, situations. Yes. Yeah. When, when we just put it in the kind of uh, horror movie fear, it um, it loses the kind yeah. of the, the the breadth of that's it. That's a great point. And so that's been that's been also an, a harder one for me yeah. to kind of name. You know. Well, I think for Joseph, the the character in in Bronnie's chapter here, not not just a character, the probably a pseudonym for a real a real person. Um, you know, one of the reasons he said his family doesn't know him was almost certainly, you know, the fear of vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and so, as he expressed in his own words to her, he's like, "I loved what I do." But I spend all my time doing it rather than investing in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we talked about, uh, it in family systems we end up seeing this <clears throat> play itself out um, in cyclical fashion, because a parent who does not express feelings uh, or struggles to express feelings and emotions, um, children will learn that inherently and. They grow up in a family system that doesn't express emotions then they as adults are very likely to also struggle to express emotions and we see this play out because as he is dying as joseph is dying his children even convince their their doctor not to tell joseph that he's dying because they just can't have that conversation so right up until joseph actually yep. passes they are. It, it, I think it's both unable and unwilling. I, you know, I think those go together here. 
but they, they're unable slash unwilling to have that really hard conversation about death and dying. And for me, that was a moment when I realized I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I have a horrible poker face. You know, <laughs> when I'm ticked off, you know I'm ticked off. When I'm happy, you know I'm happy. Mm -hmm. uh, but where I do struggle is with the people I love the most and their feelings of sadness or fear or grief. Yeah. And my struggle in giving them the freedom and the space mm. uh, to articulate and, and experience their own emotions as they are when my instinct is to try and do whatever I can to take the pain away. Yeah. You know? Yes. Uh, and so, <clears throat> it, it, like, I, I arrogantly, I kind of entered into this thinking, yeah, I really, I express my emotions. I'm, I'm okay with this. And then realized, huh, yeah, no, there's a really big growing edge for me here. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about uh, joy, too, and how that one also can get left off mm. from expressing. And I'll share just a quick story. So mm. I had, uh, this past summer, being on sabbatical, um, uh, wanted to do um, a mental health checkup. And so started seeing a therapist. And and it was a great experience. I'd I've seen them on and off in the past, so it was nothing new, but I hadn't been there in a while. And, and so much of it is her helping me to figure out what I'm feeling, mm. um, to get to these core emotions that are down. And so um, we had a moment where um, just asking me how I'm doing, and I was telling a story about um, being at the pool that day with my kids. And I was kind of sitting off to the side, and they had friends they were playing with, and I was, and I was um, just watching them, and they were having a great time, just playing with their friends, swimming. Mm. Mm. And she said to me, hmm, Joel, it sounds like you were experiencing joy in that moment. And I kind of, well, I don't know, I don't think so, you know, and then we kind of dug in a little more, and then it was, yeah. That was an experience of joy, but it was so helpful for me to to know I was experiencing joy in that moment. You know, like there was something very life giving about this. So I think Amen. we've Amen. been talking about all of the those uncomfortable emotions, <clears throat> and those I'll be the first one to say, my gosh, they need to be named and and brought up, or else they just get buried down and yep. come up in other ways. But at the same time. There's also those moments of joy to pause and and go. This is what I'm feeling right now. Amen. Um, and express it. And uh, for me, it's sometimes it's, it's just just naming it. Yep. Wow. Got and, a moment of joy today. And the and and that is so important. I'm so glad you you articulated it that way. Naming it. Um, if it's your own emotion, then yeah, naming it just for yourself. But if yep. it's an emotion that you're sharing with or for somebody else naming it with them yeah. you know it's telling people that you love them telling people that they bring you joy telling people when they bring you anger telling telling it nice lovingly yes but but expressing it it is 
it is sharing the experience of your emotion, you know? Um, and that's what really Joseph was in this chapter. He never had, never took those yeah. moments to, to share um, to share his expressions and emotions of love towards his yeah. children. Because there's peace in that, and there's, there's fullness in that, in sharing that with others. Uh, <clears throat> as, as Bronnie illustrated an example with her own grandmother, when yep. her grandmother passed, I mean, of course, there was pain and there was grief, sadness, all those difficult emotions. But there was also, she said, you know, a very deep peace because there was all also the expression of love and care that had been there the whole time. Yep. Um, and especially around her grandmother's death when they talked about her grandmother dying and Bronnie was able to thank her grandmother for all she had done and all she had meant and then the grandmother in her own way was able to really kind of bless Bronnie um, it, you know there is such a thing as dying well um, and uh, you know the expression of emotion I think is is central to that mm -hmm. yep absolutely um, and it's a lesson on living well, right? Um, not waiting. Uh, identifying what you're feeling. Uh, if you can, identify why you're feeling it. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're feeling it with another, for another, expressing it. Because mm -hmm. it's in that expression that fullness exists, right? The, the comfortable emotions and the uncomfortable yeah. ones. Yeah. Thanks for being with us, everybody, on Beyond Sunday, Joel and Rob's podcast. We'll be back with you next week. Do you think anybody noticed? We're not going to note it. We're going to just wait and see. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, have a good rest of the week.